have Jonathan and Lisa back here from their assignment in Kansas. Amen. We've got a couple now down in Arkansas. Uh, you saw some pictures of, of Jeremiah. Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy and Golda. Uh, they're in Arkansas doing what God has called them to do. So it's, uh, I'm thankful that this church is sending out young, young people, uh, preachers, pastors, evangelists doing the work. And so towards the end of this service today, we're going to have a vow renewal for Jonathan and Lisa. Ten years. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I want to preach to you just a little bit, though, today. Uh, share with you my heart about the church. Uh, I titled this, Church Matters. There's a lot of different things that matter. We see different groups, different ones that say, we, we matter, we matter, we matter. How many know that everybody matters <laughs> in the kingdom of God? And, of course, he designed and built the church. So uh, who, who is the church? <laughs> right here. It's not this building, is it? It's us. We go outside. We come. We we uh, encourage one another, we worship together, we hear the word of God preached and, t and taught, and then we go out and be the church, amen? So church does matter every day, and one of these days, in fact, let's read this scripture, Ephesians 5, verse number 27, says this, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle, or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Is that the goal? That he might present it to himself. One of these days we're going to be presented to him. Amen? And it's very important. I think it's very important that we grasp hold of this, that I am the church that he is building. I have responsibility every day to me, to my family, to my church family, and, and the world out there. Amen? Can we grasp that? I know we get busy in the cares of life, but church does matter, and you matter because you are part of the church. You know, the last couple of weeks, we've, we've shared a lot about the church. I preached a sermon two weeks ago called Save Yourself from This Corrupt Generation. The church is right in the middle of a corrupt and perverse and, and, uh, and wicked uh, nation. Uh, people, you know, are doing things that so unseemly that we never would have thought we can again, make a list and of all the crazy stuff that's going on in our world today. Does the church need to rise up and start shining even brighter? Amen? Yes, yes, yes. We, we shared a scripture there in Jeremiah 7, verse number 8 through 11, and it talked about that his eyes are piercing. I think that's the word that his eyes are, are again piercing the church and the world to warn, to warn people, to expose, amen, and to encourage us to realize that we have a mission field, amen. We have a great big mission field all around us everywhere we go. And I, I talked about a book. Instead of a great awakening, the church needs a rude awakening. How many can appreciate somebody that tells you the truth in love, amen? Preaching the truth in love, that it's time for us, we can love, and, and, and that's a very important part of, of the church is going out and loving people, but sometimes it's having those difficult talks with folks and showing them the error of their ways in the nice, loving spirit, amen? Say, like God has something so much greater for your life, amen? So it's, it's kind of an awakening, amen, a rude, sometimes straightforward talk with somebody, and I see... Some of our people uh, doing that, talking with different ones about the importance of church and the importance of knowing God. Terry last week preached a sermon on the dangers of revival, talked about the early church and Ananias and Sapphira uh, lying to the Holy Spirit and some of the consequences and some of the things that's going on in the church world today, hidden sins uh, that the Holy Spirit wants to root out of us. Amen? How many know you're not fooling God? Amen. And, and again, the Jeremiah scripture says his eyes are watching you. We forget that sometimes. He knows what you're doing every day. Amen. Psalm, read Psalms 139. I know your thoughts even afar off. You can't go to the bottom of the ocean or the top of the mountain to flee from God's presence. Even there he is real and powerful. Amen. So we're fooling ourselves. Amen. If we think we're hiding something from God. David tried that and Nathan was again confronted him didn't he gave him the story of a little lamb and stuff and then eventually he said 
you are the man. Is that important? Do we need confrontation? We need love, but we need confrontation sometimes to get it. Eternity is important. Amen? And again, I keep going back to this, but we have got to be the church. Hallelujah. And he is shaping us. He is molding us. I believe in, we started this year with the series Better. He's making this church better and stronger. Amen? As we're on the wheel. Amen? Better, better, better and stronger. I've been preaching that and, and praying that ever since about Christmas time. Amen? God, make us better. Make us better witnesses. Make us better in every area of our lives and ministry. You see, I am the church. You are the church. And you, and you, and you, and you, and you, every one of us, we are the church. Praise God. I'm either shining or whining, right? <laughs> I mentioned that, I think, two weeks ago. We're either shining or whining. What are you doing? Are you shining are you whining? Amen. I have responsibilities to my maker to reflect and shine his glory every day. Yes, church matters. Church matters. What is, what's going on here? Oh, my goodness. we got a demonstration going on here right in the middle of the church. Oh, my goodness. Look at this. Look at this. Wow. Woo! Man alive, look at this. Church matters. Hallelujah. Yeah. Come on, cheer them on, church. Amen. Woo. Yes. Hallelujah. Do you love the church? Do you love these kids? Amen. Thank you for interrupting our service today, children. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Give them another big hand clap. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. It matters and you matters. Amen. Jesus knew what he was doing, didn't he? When he built it. He said, upon this rock, I will what? Build my church and the devil, the gates of hell, will not prevail against it. I claim that, don't you? Has she been tattered and torn? You know, I read some stats recently that there are more churches closing every day now than there are new ones opening. That's alarming, isn't it? We want to see them stand in their communities and stay open, amen? And again, we make choices as churchgoers, amen, as church people, every week whether or not to support and encourage and love the church amen and be a part of it so i'm glad it's not happening here amen hallelujah praise god our theme here at the house is pretty simple it's five words you ready for it know him make him known know him make him known i wake up every day knowing that i want to know him in all of his fullness and I want to make him known to everybody I can around me. Amen? That's the mission. Jesus said, go out. Amen? Into the highways and the hedges. And again, he used that strong word, compel. Compel them. Drag them. <laughs> Anybody ever had to drag somebody to church? <laughs> I'll fix to say, now wives, easy. Easy here. Drag them to church. Whatever it takes. One day you'll be glad. Amen? You'll be glad that you did. Hallelujah. At the church is where I better be getting some spiritual food, amen? True teaching from the Word of God. Teaching, training, discipling, not man's opinions or his theories or his ideology, amen? It's, uh, it's the Word of God, and that's what we dish out here at the house, the true Word of God. I want to say this today. I think she's going to throw this up. Our nation, churches, and society will only be as strong as the families that make them up. Is that true, church? Do we need an awakening in our nation? In our, you know, we're getting involved more and more here at the house in politics some. Amen? Because we see there, there's other people getting involved and they're promoting their agenda. So I've been praying the last several years and God has raised up some already. Brian Hill, Jake Merritt, several different ones that I've had lunch with and talked with and we let them use our facilities here. They're doing some things to make a stand. 
It's one thing to sat, sit here in the church and complain and whine about it. It's another thing to get involved. Amen? You know a candidate that loves God, you know him personally. Get behind him. Help him. Amen? Let's get him plugged in. Where the decisions are made. Amen? Praise God. If not, we're going to keep going down, down, down. That's what's wrong today is the church has been silent for too long. It's time God is raising up a standard, I believe, against the powers of darkness. And he wants to use you. Amen. Praise God. Get, let your voice be heard. Well, we're just supposed to love people, Pastor. We're just supposed to love them and pray for them. Yeah, yeah, we are. But we can get involved. We need some Gideons. Amen. God had to awaken Gideon, didn't he? He said, you mighty man of valor, wake up, man. Look at you. You're hiding out here in fear in the wine press. And my goodness, come on. You've got God inside of you. What's wrong with you? Wake up, mighty man of valor. Amen. Get involved. Make a difference. Hallelujah. Instead of talking about it. We're going to talk about that here towards the end. Praise God. Here's some stats that will blow your mind. I saw this article this, or a headline this week that just caught my attention. It says, American churches... And I mentioned it a while ago, are closing faster now than new ones can open. Half of Americans, 50%, now say they are not a member of a church anywhere. Half, 50%, not a member of a church anywhere. 80% still believe in God, and 90% even still believe in a higher power. They just don't feel the need to go to church. What is wrong? What is, that's messed up. Are we, as, as the church, not shining, number one? Are people just not interested, number two? Have they been hurt at church? Is it just not relevant anymore? It's time for us to start thinking about some of these things. Amen? And, and awaken people to want to come to God's house. Hallelujah. And I know it's a lot of churches have almost turned into a business. They have the large screens, the skinny jeans, and the fog machines. Right? <laughs> And, uh, uh, you know, you go there and you get entertained, don't you? For 45 minutes to an hour, and then they, you know, let's get the next group, group in. And how many you know that's, that will work? It's better than nothing? Let me say it that way. But we need, the, we need some discipleship. We need some training, amen? The, the nod to God is, is not going to work in these end times we're living in. Hear my heart today. Amen? This, it's not going to work. You can Entertainment may bless somebody for a little bit, but we need something that will be with them on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Amen? Praise God. We need a mighty move of the Holy Spirit across this land. I come to the church not to be entertained. I come to the church. I've got troubles in my life. I've got a drug addiction. I've got a sick mom or dad, or I've got someone bound by the demonic powers of, of the devil. Amen? I, 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 need, I need the power from the church. That's what needs to be exemplified in the house of God. Amen? Healings and signs and wonders and miracles should follow those that believe. Amen? Hallelujah. Come on. Can we be that church? Amen. Praise God. Entertainment will last for a few hours. But then they turn right around and go back right into the world again. When you get a really good, can I say it, dose of the Holy Ghost, woo, he will change you forever. You'll never, ever be the same again. Never, ever be the same again. He changed me at the young age of 17 years old. Praise God. And I've never been the same. Hallelujah. Here we are 50 years later. Amen. Give God a hand clap. Hallelujah. 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 Morals have fallen faster, further, and harder than any time in America. There are four times the number of atheists we had in 1991. Seduction from the world continues in all of so many areas. Again, don't have time to name all the stuff that the enemy is doing to seduce and lead people's lives straight to the pits of hell. You see, the devil has a mission too. And we know John 10.10 10 says what it is, right? The thief has come but to rob and steal and kill and destroy. But I've come, what? To give you Zoe abundant life. Hallelujah. It's time for the church to awake, not get woke. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Time for the true church to awake and not get woke. The woke people are, are definitely spilling their agenda out, aren't they? The cancel culture and all of this stuff going on. A demon-possessed culture needs a church with power to cast out devils. Amen? Hallelujah. Addictions can be healed. Broken homes can be saved. Same-sex marriages can be canceled. Hallelujah. When you have a real encounter with the Holy Spirit, He washes and He cleanses and He changes all of that. It's time. Amen? It's time for the church to awaken. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19, delegate, talks about the delegation of the power that is inside of you. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, there's a strong and mighty power working inside of you. It says this, so that you can know. Everybody say no. And understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power. Where is it? In us and what? For us who believe as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength. His power is in us. Amen. Then he says it again in Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 20. He wants to make sure you got it. Now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work where? Within us. He's able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Can he do that? Has he done it for you? Amen. So many times in my life I've seen his power at work. Praise God. His mighty power at work in us. I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit, aren't you? Acts 1.8 says you will receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Hallelujah. You know, if you look at the Corinthian church, they were surrounded. It's kind of the picture of the church today. They were surrounded by corruption and every conceivable sin that you could just about imagine. You know, Paul had gone there on his second missionary, missionary journey and he established that church in Corinth. And then he had, they were starting to have all these problems, so he actually wrote three letters to them, we, we've got two of them uh, recorded here in the in the Bible. So he heard about their struggles. He heard about all the the stuff going on. The uh, and so he wrote these letters to address their problems. Their marriages were in shambles. There was prostitution. There was meat offered to idols. The Lord's Supper was being mocked. Uh, the role of women in the church. On and on. Then he talks about the greatest gift there in First Corinthians thirteen, which is love. So just a, a masterpiece. Both. First uh, Corinthians and Second Corinthians, uh, but you know he's basically trying to get them back in line. Said you are the church, you are the church, and you've got to forsake the the old life, the past life, and be the church that we've preached and taught to you when we were there. Is it important? Can we sometimes try to revert back to who we used to be? That's a terrible uh, rabbit to chase. Let me tell you that. Amen. I want to keep chasing after God. Hallelujah. I want to keep pursuing. We sing a song here called, I Will Pursue You, God. Man, when I'm pursuing God, life is so much better. Hallelujah. And then I want to just kind of quickly here in closing, what time is it? I told you all I wouldn't preach long. Y'all are listening good today. You really are. Punch your neighbor and said, you are listening. You're listening good. Amen. It's going right in your spirit. Hallelujah. Uh you know, one scripture, I think I threw this in there, Bev. Uh, did I put in 1 Corinthians 9.22? I hope I did. Yeah, here we go. To the weak, wanting in discernment, I have become weak, wanting in discernment, that I might win the weak and the overscrupulous. I have, in short, become all things to all men, that I might by all means, at all costs, and in every any and every way, save some by winning them to faith in Jesus Christ. Is that where, where we need to be? Paul said, I become all things. I don't judge you. Amen, I love you. I'm here to help you. But I'll, I'll do anything. We'll do anything, won't we? Except sacrifice our morals and our convictions, amen? But I, I, that, the church has got to get that vision again, like Paul. I'll do, we'll, we'll do 
if you're weak, we'll, we'll make you strong here at the house. Amen? We'll get you built up and charged up. But he, he talks about two types of buildings. You know, some, you know, once we believe in Jesus Christ, we are saved. Romans 10, 9 and 10, right? Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. What happens? You shall be saved. But, but amen. But then there's something that God requires of us, doesn't he? As we've talked about several times here, and they even mentioned earlier, we, we are the church, and we go out and we shine, and we live for Jesus. So there's some works that are, in, that are involved, and sometimes if we're not care, careful, we can get caught up in, in, in a works mentality even. It's not about works necessarily, but it's, uh, it, it's, it's really about what am I doing for God? Am I, am I pointing people to Christ? And, you know, we, we're building uh, in this 1 Corinthians chapter 3. He talks about there's two types of builders. There's some folks that uh, build their lives and their works upon uh, wood, hay, and stubble. And some are building it on gold, silver, and precious stone. So let's read this today uh, real quickly here today. 1 Corinthians 12. But if anyone builds upon the foundation, who is the foundation? Was that? Did you catch that capital F there? Who is the foundation? Jesus, whether it be with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, the work of God or the work of each one will become plainly, openly known, shown for what it is. For the day of Christ will disclose and declare it because it will be revealed with fire and the fire will what? Test and critically appraise the character and the worth of the work each person has done. If the work which any person has built on this foundation, any product of his efforts, whatever, survives this test, he will get his reward. Woo! That's the goal, isn't it? But, everybody say but. If any person's work is burned up under the test, he will suffer the loss of it all, losing his reward Though he himself will be saved. There's, that's what we talked about a while ago. You'll still be saved. Amen. But how many want to take something to, to heaven with you? Amen. Someone, perhaps. Hallelujah. But only as one who has passed through the fire. How many of you know that wood, hay, and stubble, you throw it in a fire, what's going to happen to it? Consumed. Yeah. Completely burned up in a short time. You throw some gold, silver, and precious stones, what happens to those? They become purified, amen, and strengthened and more beautiful, amen. So it's very important as a church what the manner in which we build, amen. Very, very important. Our true intent, our pure motives, our selfless giving and our loving, it's so important and critical that we, the church, be the true picture of Christ, amen. That's the goal every day. Now, I know sometimes in our humanity... We don't always wake up just full of Jesus, right? Anybody else struggle with that? You wake up of a morning and the phone's ringing and this and that, and little things are beginning to happen in your life. And uh, wow, if you, don't, if you don't get into the Word, <laughs> they're pointing over here. If you don't get into the Word pretty quickly or stop and say a prayer, it can go downhill pretty quick, right? So it, it's hard to shine uh, when things like that are going on in our life. But it's very important, I think, that you and I, as we, as we go out, you know, again, there's going to be those times, but it's very important that we reflect Jesus. Church matters, amen? You matter. I have a, I preached a sermon, I don't know, seven, eight years ago about representing Christ every day in your life. And I still have, anybody remember me giving you a little round circle? about that big around that says, I represent Jesus. It hangs in the, on the mirror where I get ready every morning. And it's a reminder to me that throughout the day today, I'm going to be representing Jesus. Amen? Is it important, church? Hallelujah. Jesus, you know, Paul talked about the, the, the wood, hay, and stubble, and the precious stones and gold. Jesus said it this way, build your life upon the rock, didn't he? Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. There's two types. Those that build on what? Sand. Those that build on the rock. For, therefore, whoever 
Are we there? Verse 24. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will, take and I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and doeth them shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Is it important what we build our lives, our family, our church, our nations, our, our businesses upon? Build on the rock. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, we can't, I wrote this down, I'm going to start winding down. Everybody say he's winding down. Hallelujah. You know, we can't say one thing here and live differently out there. And that's basically what both of these are saying. You know, it's important that we walk the walk, not just talk the talk. How many have seen talkers? And that's one reason that the church partly may be in the trouble she is in today is because sometimes we, we we come you know I've seen it in the uh, the 50 years I've been in ministry you see some people that act so holy and righteous here and then they get out there and they cheat and they lie and they do so many other things are you with me we strong admonition today from the gut of pastor praise God we must get back to the basics of living for God, being the true church. Church does matter every day. Let's stand together this morning. If you really believe in the church, just stand up today. Hallelujah. It's amazing what God can do with the church. I'm going to have the band come back up, actually, too, all of you guys. Come on up. They're going to close this service out today with a, a song that I love about building my life. Is it important what I build my life on? Yes. We build it upon the rock. Hallelujah. As we just shared that scripture. But it's amazing what Jesus can do with you and you and you and you and you and you. He puts it all together and he makes it into a beautiful building, does he not? And I, I get to see that as a pastor. I get to see the different gifts and talents and abilities that God uses in this body of Christ. Some can cook. Some can do flowers. <laughs> the flowers you saw out front, Angie is responsible for that. And just different, different things here, greeting people, working back there. Today they're sending this, you know, live streaming this out around the world, over here doing things. Everybody just fit together doing what God has called them to do. I, I love the church, don't you? I love the church, and I've been involved in it for so many, so many years. As, as we opened with the scripture in Ephesians 5, 27, it talks about that he might present it to himself. Glorious, beautiful church without limits. That's the goal. Are there going to be some days when we mess up? Yeah. We're going to be quick to fall on our knees in repentance. Amen. Amen. Maybe we're going to offend somebody. It's important that we find them quickly. Say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Amen. And we repent and we restore that relationship with them. Hallelujah. So I want us just to bow our heads today in prayer as we close out this service. If you've been touched by the Holy Spirit, maybe you're here today and you're not even involved in a, in a church right now, we would welcome you here. We would love to have your giftings and what you fit into the body of Christ here and put you to work in the kingdom of God with us as we are impacting lives. Praise God. I think it's important that we come to a place in our lives where we say, Lord, whatever I know to be your will, I will do regardless of the cost or the adjustment that I must make in my life. I seek your will and I want your will more than any other thing. Lord, I, I pray that I have no will, no will of my own. I'll make adjustments to my life, whatever I need to do, Lord. Mold me, shape me, put me back on the wheel. 
The Bible says he made it again. He took the same lump of clay, but he made it again into a beautiful vessel for the glory and honor of God. If that's you today and you say, I want to be a man of God or a woman of God today, I want to reflect his glory, would you just slip your hand up today? I want to go out of here. I want to go out of here and be the real church. Slip your hand up, please, across this building today. Yes, yes, yes. I want to go out of here reflecting Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're building your kingdom. You said you would. I'll build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Lord, I pray for every person here today that have acknowledged you as Lord and Savior of their lives, Lord. They invited you in. Some have been serving you for just perhaps a few days, a few weeks, but others here have been serving you for many, many years. God, may we not forget the call. May we not forget the work that you've done in our hearts our life, God, that we are a picture of you to this world outside these four walls. God, empower us, empower us by the Holy Spirit moving and working on the inside of us. May we not be bashful to lay hands on someone and pray for them. Perhaps it's a neighbor. Perhaps it's someone standing there at the gas station. Perhaps it's a person, a valet person, Lord, like you opened the opportunity for me this week, standing by my car. Lord, to minister and share Jesus, to point them to you. Thank you, Lord. We are the church. And yes, we matter in this world. We matter greatly. We're yours and you are ours, Lord. Thank you. I speak blessings over every family, every home, every individual here today. In the mighty name of Jesus, that we will be that glorious church. Hallelujah. Let's sing. This song this morning, I'm going to build my life, hallelujah, upon his word, hallelujah.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And build our lives on you. these four walls and they make a difference in so many other people's lives God thank you we go out as lights shining in a sin darkened world Lord pointing them to you that you are the answer you are the answer you are the way the truth and the life thank you thank you Jesus for this church this church matters this body matters thank you we are impacting lives every day for your glory, for your honor. We praise you today. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You may be seated if you like. We, uh, we've got a, an addendum to this service today, and it's a, it's a very important addendum. Amen. It's a, a vow renewal, and I'm just honored to be a part of Jonathan and Lisa's life and just see what God is doing in their lives. Amen. They're such a blessing to me. I love them like my own kids. I love their family, their children. They're like my grandkids. Just love this family. So I'm going to ask you to come up here today and we'll just have you stand right down here kind of facing each other. And uh, right there, act like you're really, there we go. Act like you're really in love. Are y'all really in love still? <laughs> I'm embarrassing Jonathan, Pastor. Come on now. Easy on me today. Again, it's just so glad to have them back home with us. Just love them. And they've impacted many, many lives uh, here. And I believe started even in cash, perhaps, down there where y'all were. Is that right or not? No, you were already in the program here in, okay, in Oklahoma City. Okay, just, uh, just uh, God brought them together through Teen Challenge. And, and we're so thankful for that and what we got a young man here today graduating from Teen Challenge back here. Brian, amen. Hallelujah. And so they've had a lot of impact on a lot of lives here and then up in Kansas as well. God used them greatly there with some young ladies there. So just an honor to be here. So we're going to jump right in here, all right? Jonathan and Lisa, when you first joined Hands and Hearts in Marriage 10 years ago, you did not know where life would take you. You promised to love, honor, and cherish one another through all things. Life has surely brought you both wonderful blessings. I know of three. <laughs> and difficult challenges over the years. All the memories that you have from these last ten years together. But here you are today, having fulfilled the vows to love honor and cherish that you each made on your wedding day and God is smiling he liked weddings didn't he Jesus amen as you celebrate here today and as you reflect over all the years as husband and wife do you now wish to reaffirm the vows you took 10 years ago that's why I'm here pastor <laughs> okay Please face each other and join hands. You may already be doing Oh, yeah, you're already hooked up there. All right, praise God. Jonathan, will you continue to have Lisa as your wife and continue to live in this happy and loving marriage? And do you reaffirm your love for her? And you, will you love, honor, and cherish her in sickness and in health, for richer or for poorer, for better or worse, and forsaking all others, be faithful to her, for as long as you both shall live. And Lisa, will you continue to have Jonathan as your husband and continue to live in this happy and loving marriage? Yes. She said yes. <laughs> Do you reaffirm your love for him? And will you love, honor, and cherish him in sickness and in health, for richer or poorer, for better or worse, and forsaking all others be faithful to him for as long as you both shall live you've chosen to write your own vows for this special occasion so please 
share them now. I'm not sure which one's going first. Look at that. It is by God's grace that I'm standing here and this amazing woman in front of me. Without her, I am, I don't know where I would be. So uh, writing this, I have no idea where to begin to explain how much you mean to me on a piece of paper. It's literally impossible. Uh, I love you more than anything on the face of this earth, and I promise that will never change. Even though there have been times I wish I could take your pain, and I couldn't. I will be here with you at your side every step of the way. I vow to you that I will never purposefully cause you pain and be the encourager and husband that God Almighty has called me to be in the good times and the bad. There is no other woman in my eyes that can even come close in comparison to you. God knew exactly what he was doing, bringing us together. He knew how much I need you. When you aren't there at night, I can't sleep. When you hurt, I hurt. When you're happy, I'm happy. We are one flesh, and I can't imagine doing this with anyone else. I am so beyond blessed. Thank you, Lord, for this amazing woman. I love you so much, baby. I have so many things to say to you, but for the sake of not keeping everyone here for three days, I'll keep it short. Before I go into vowing and promising things, I want to thank you for being my husband. Neither of us are perfect, but we're still obviously made for each other. You bring me balance when I tend toward chaos, and you bring me peace when my mind is spinning a million miles an hour. I can't imagine anyone else on the planet that could have that effect on me. God already knew this when he brought us together. We haven't always done things the right way. In fact, we're both notorious for learning the hard way. But there's no one else that I would be happy to walk through hard things with. We've climbed many mountains together, both literal and figurative. We've conquered things that would crush many. The night I got saved and God spoke to me prophetically and said that I was supposed to marry you, I committed and I've not looked back. I don't regret anything about marrying you. I chose you then and I choose you now. God has turned so many heaps of ashes into incredible beauty for us. In this life, we are highly favored and blessed beyond measure. I love sharing these blessings with you. No better father to our children and no better husband for me could be found. All the things I vowed to God while holding your hand 10 years ago stand just as true now as they ever have, but so much more now can be promised. I vow to stand by you through trials and struggles with no caveats or asterisks. I vow to pray for you every day, no matter what. I vow to make it clear how loved and important you are, not just to our family and our children, but even more so to me. I vow to be your best friend and your confidant. I vow to fight for you, for us, even when it feels impossible. I vow to speak life into our future and pray for the amazing things God has in store for us to come to fruition and to be content in the seasons of waiting in between. I vow to let you lead as God intended and to support you in the decisions that you make. And I vow to continue to work on my relationship with God so that I can not only be growing for him, but as a result, growing for you as well. I vow to love you until I take my last breath on this earth. I love you. Feel the love, can't you? Praise the Lord. God has so many great and wonderful things for these two that have become one in marriage. And I just look forward to cheering them on. Amen. As their pastor, Matt, I want to say a prayer over you today. Father God, I thank you for Jonathan and Lisa, Lord. Ten years ago, they were two distinct individuals, Lord. But you merged them together into one flesh. Lord, I thank you as they have shared today. There's been challenges 
the last 10 years, but God, there's been so many blessings and there's been so many rewards by their ministry already, God, fruit, fruit from their ministry. And I just know, God, that you've got even, even greater, and I speak this from the depths of my soul, even greater things than they've even thought possible, or they've dreamed some dreams, and there are some things I know that's on their heart, Lord, phileo, men's programs, just so many things, Lord, that they've dreamed. But, God, you have great and mighty things in store for them ahead as they have committed to you and here they are recommitting to each other today so we speak blessings favor and increase upon them their life their children their home their ministry everything they touch lord god as they honor you will be blessed in jesus name we praise you lord amen if you turn and face the congregation side by side Jonathan and Lisa today you've renewed the promises and vows you made to each other on your wedding day you have symbolized the renewal of the marriage union by the joining of hands and your vow exchange it is with great pleasure that I conclude the ceremony of renewing the vows of marriage that joins you and forever binds you as husband and wife Please celebrate this renewal of vows with a sign of affection. See what happens here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Mr. and Mrs. Jonathan Moore. All right. Amen. Amen. Praise God. What a great day it's been. Amen. And if you'll give us about six minutes, maybe seven, we're going to clean these chairs out up here. We're going to set up some tables, and we're going to have something that church people really like, fried chicken around here, okay? <laughs> Celebrating Dan, Tammy Martin, and Robert and Nick. Amen? Just hang out, and we'll be ready in just a few minutes. God